independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Happy, happy, happy Wednesday. Glad to be back. Thanks, Craig. Fill it in for me the last couple days. Hope you guys had a safe and amazing few days of rest and relaxation. I was in California. Took uh, my family and uh, to see Jack play hockey. By the way, just to see him play his first hockey tournament. Did not go well for Jack. It's his team's first tournament, and they were playing well up a division that they should probably not have been playing with. But, uh, my God, is gas expensive. It is insane how expensive it is. It is. It is. I, I don't know. Listening to the insanity coming out of the White House and Whose fault is it? It's always somebody else's fault, right? Like, whose fault is it, Karine Jean-Pierre? We have seen about 60% increase uh, uh, in the past several months and because of uh, the amassing and his invasion of Ukraine. That's the new spokesperson for the White House. She's not very good, but she is black, lesbian, immigrant. So there's that. Six... 69 I paid the other day. Driving back from, so we took Jack home, so we were up in Orange County, drove him to San Diego, and then on the way back, there's like two gas stations in the middle of nowhere as you're driving between San Diego and Yuma, and it was like 8.50 or some 8.49. I thought, sweet mother of God. So yesterday I get home, and when we left on Friday, 431 at my gas station got home monday night and it was uh 499 it had gone up 68 cents i thought how if you're biden how do you explain this i mean honestly if you're biden how do you explain this stuff they're trying everything they can, right? They're trying everything. But they now realize, and they came out yesterday and said, We weren't very good at this. We didn't predict this right. We didn't understand this. Janet Yellen, right? She's finally saying, All right, maybe transitory wasn't a good word. Does the White House concede that the Fed calling inflation transitory was a mistake? I think the White House concedes that them also calling it transitory was a mistake because you saw it's not just. Uh, President Biden, his top economic advisors, also Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who earlier tonight told Wolf Blitzer uh, that she was wrong. Is there a risk of inflation? Um, I, I think there's a small risk, and I think it's manageable. I don't anticipate that inflation is going to be a problem, but it is something that we're watching very carefully. So that was her, uh, you know, several months ago. It's transitory. We don't have anything to worry about. It's only going to be here for a bit. Uh, they're talking about gas getting up to $8 in California and six fifty nationwide. Do you know what six fifty gas does nationwide to a, a, a White House and a Democratic Party or any party, for that matter, during a midterm election? It eviscerates them. It does. Janet, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, uh, to, to get in your way. Was it a mistake, Madam Secretary, to downplay this inflation risk? Did that contribute to the problems we're all seeing right now? Look, I, I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation 
um, would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time didn't fully understand. Everybody did. Everybody understood it. You don't have to be a genius. This is the problem with wonks who don't live in the real world, is you could see it coming. I'm a wonk. I live in the real world. Your gut feeling is, man, this is going to suck. We're going to have supply chain issues. You guys have printed more money than you should have ever printed. We had extremely low interest rates. By the way, 30 people are coming out and going, you know what, maybe like 24 months, 16 months too long that we kept interest rates as low as we did. Maybe we should. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe that wasn't a good. Maybe. Joke. An absolute joke. You're going to pay a price. You're going to get your ass handed to it. And every time gas goes up and it's going to continue to go up, diesel was well over seven and eight bucks in California. Soak that up. Why does that matter? Because the port of Los Angeles and Long Beach, for all intents and purposes, a good majority, a vast majority of goods come through that port. So think about that. It's already expensive to operate a vehicle in California. And now this? Are you kidding me? Oh, goodness. Continuing the trend of rising prices linked back to higher oil and demand to travel in the U.S., the Energy Department reports the price of regular unleaded rose three more cents in the past week to four sixty-two a gallon on average. Americans are now paying a buck sixty a gallon more than they were a year ago at this time. In California, the Energy Department reports the average price of regular unleaded is now five ninety-nine a gallon, up nine cents in the past week. Yeah, and that's not going to slow down. It's not. I'd like to see a steadying off, right? But I have a feeling that we're going to get to a point where by Labor Day, we're going to be like, ah. And every one of these economists is like, well, I don't foresee any kind of recession until 2024. Then it was 2023 at the really the earliest, but it's later times. And now it's like probably this year. Probably. Just swing and miss over and over again. This White House has swung and missed and missed and missed and missed when it comes to the economy. Like, I don't know which is worse, the way he's handled the border, which is not at all, or the half-assery of, of, of the economy. I think the uh, American people have every right to judge uh, our administration and the president's words by looking at our efforts uh, on precisely that issue. When the president says it's his top domestic priority, he means it, and we have to show that to the American people. You, you mentioned judgment on his efforts, but what about the results? Are you confident those efforts are going to bring results that consumers are going to? I'm very to... confident. I'm okay. very confident. No, no. Judge him on his efforts. No, people want results. Every single one of us participates in the economy. This weekend, we went, watched my, my, my son's hockey tournament was already paid for, right? We, we went with my family. The amount of money 
that we spent just getting snacks and 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 just to and fro. It was insane. I could have gone to Hawaii a year ago for what we spent. And for all the talk of, well, the roads are going to be busy, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I drove out, so we got, you know, the whole family in the car. You know, we're going to get up early, and then wait, we're getting up early. It's a hard week last week. It was a tough week. So we got up. We headed out. Gas full. Make sure, right? Philip and Yuma, too. Drove out. I thought, well, we left late, so we're going to be coming through San Diego into Orange County. It's going to be a zoo at the time we're there. Nope. Never slowed down. Monday, coming back. I thought, it's Monday, Memorial Day, nothing. We hit. We were 80 all the way home. So while people may have been traveling, I don't know when. Oh, goodness me. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at you. Hope you guys had a good one. A lot of stuff to get to. The shooting obviously still dominating the the headlines, and and, and it's, it's again this weekend. It was interesting to be around a bunch of people that don't watch the news or have to follow it like I do twenty four seven. They don't get consumed by the news because they're not talking about it. But everybody had some sort of opinion about it, and 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 know that you know I'm hanging out with a bunch of people who you know are parents to kids from you know uh, three four newborns all the way through till 18 year olds but a good majority of who we're hanging out with is you know fourth fifth and sixth graders and it was just very interesting to listen to parents talk about what took place talk about the the evil and 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 the approach I think a lot of people want to take on guns because I think there is the opportunity for something potentially to get done, but what is it? And just because something gets done doesn't mean it's going to be the end-all to be-all that is going to stop something tragic from happening, something horrific from happening, something awful from happening. But it goes back to, just like with inflation, reactionary isn't something that actually gets problems solved. What gets problems solved is being forward-thinking and seeing the problem coming and addressing that problem. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Plus, it's Woke Wednesday. we got some woke stuff. And we're going to talk about my little brother, Spencer, <laughs> and what... And what what the school asked him. It is ah so precious. So precious. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Dr. Dennis Black. <sighs> Naturopathic doctor. Been that way for 20 years. Done a lot of different things in his life. Green Beret, Ranger, all this amazing stuff. But he put together Rough Greens to help animals. Grew up with animals. Wanted to make sure that he could give animals the best of life. And what is amazing is I got home... You know, you don't worry. My dog's a little bit older. Dude, we talk about him. He is bouncy and happy. People came over and, and made sure that he had the food he needed and his rough greens were on it. And he's still alive and kicking. 
Got an email from a guy the other day. said, man, I'll tell you what. Thought my dog was dead. Nothing was going to save him. Started giving him rough greens. Changed everything. It can for you, too. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. If your dog struggles with, maybe they're lethargic. They've got, uh, you know, some digestive problems. They've got skin problems. Uh, no energy at all to speak of. Or aches and pains, which is basically a lot of dogs, especially get older. Give them one scoop of rough greens a day and watch what happens. RUFFgreens.com slash Chad. Go there. Get yourself rough greens for free. Cover the cost of shipping. Dr. Dennis Black is going to send you a two-week jump starter pack absolutely free. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. <gasps> Don't be a cutie pie. Probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! You You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. A week after announcing the first case of monkeypox in Sacramento County, now health officials say there are two more who are found through contact tracing. Even though they have said monkeypox is not easily spread, both had contact with the first patient who had traveled to Europe and came back with it. The latest case still has to be confirmed through CDC testing. Fifteen monkeypox cases have now been confirmed in the U.S. with more being suspected. Oh, my Lord. The pox is here. The monkeypox. It's pretty gross looking. It is. My mom's like, what is this monkey pox? I'm like, I showed it to her. She's like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. I said, yes. It's really hard to catch. It is. It's very hard to catch, but apparently people are doing it. And it's it's funny because, you know, you start watching the World Health Organization and the CDC waiting for some sort of, I don't know, some sort of ridiculous announcement because they're the kings of ridiculous announcements. Oh yeah! Did you guys know that it's uh, you guys should wear a you know, a you know whatever they're going to tell you to wear like a hazmat suit or a, a you know, tie a t-shirt around your head, <laughs> something stupid. And people will go out and do it. I was telling I was telling my wife I said it was weird going out to California, is seeing people, a lot of people still wearing masks. You know, especially in stores, because I'm out here in Arizona. We've kind of, we, we did that for like a week. <laughs> and then like, oh, we can't do this anymore. We're Arizona. But you go places and you're just like, sometimes you're still like, oh, oh yeah, okay. People still, still, still doing that. Still wearing a mask. I get it. But what I'm always curious about is the amount of people that wear masks when they're by themselves. I find that fascinating. I don't know what you think is going to happen. I don't know if you like because I saw a lot of that in people driving, and I'm like, that's interesting. I mean, it's it's, it's very interesting that you're, you're you're wearing a mask with nobody around you, nobody. Cases were up though for COVID. I saw that. I was like, uh oh, uh oh. Cases were up huge, but the deaths are still down. 98,000 is our seven-day average. 
last year at this time, it was 17,000. But deaths are half of that. And I think that says a lot about the Omicold. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. My little brother, Spencer, was asked a question that I told the boys what he was asked, and the laughter ensued, the insanity of the modern education system. And if you think that's bad, well, it gets even worse when you hear what they're doing in Chicago based on your skin color for your grades. I talk about racism. If you want to talk about racism, if you want to talk about the insanity of some of this stuff, I, I don't get it. And how people don't go, hey, you know what? Enough of this. But some people want to feel like they're doing good, and by hurting other people, they feel good, apparently. We'll talk about that. It's Woke Wednesday. So much more. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Inflation the top thing and priority of this White House. They've already said so. They're going to fix this, right? So Biden's going to roll out all the sweet plans to drop the price of oil, and that should be no problem, right? He's already, he's got that. He's ready to roll. He's been holding back his super, super magic trick to fix it all. Most experts say that the White House already used its silver bullet a few months ago with that strategic petroleum release, so it's unclear what the answer is. And at the state level, some states, namely California, have talked about these gas rebates. But since those talks started a few months ago, very little progress has been made. No way. My goodness me. He's already used his silver bullet. He used his wish. (laughs) That should be his next thing. I spoke to uh, the genie. I rubbed the bottle last night. And he said I could have three wishes. <laughs> I asked for more wishes. He told me that's not one of the wishes, but you use that wish, so you can't use another one. So it left me two wishes. Then I wish I could get that wish back. And they told me, no, uh, I can't have that wish. <laughs> so that was another wish. So I had one wish left. And uh, uh, I wish I didn't uh, mess up my wishes. <laughs> Basically. He's a mess. This whole thing's a mess. It's funny because people tweet, you know, it's big oil's fault. I'm like, how's it big oil's fault? They don't set the uh, the market. C- consumption does. So how's it big oil? Well, they're, they're reaping the rewards and 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 all of this great, uh, you know, benefits to them. Yeah, they're making a ton of money. But how is this their fault? I mean, just curious. Because you want to say it's Putin's price hike, so the big oil companies who left Russia and left lots of money behind and a lot of their stuff, 
they were like, you know what we should do? Let's lose a bunch of money here. And in doing so, let's also, first though, get Russia to invade Ukraine. No, no. Well, it's big oil. It's like it's all I ever hear. For those of you not keeping score, uh, big oil owns less than 1% of gas stations. So the 76, the Chevron, the Gulf, the BP, whatever else is Exxon. I don't even mobile. I don't even know who, you know, what quote unquote marathon I think is the big one. What's your big one out there, producer Phil, out in D.C.? Um, Exxon, I think. Exxon. So, I mean, those are mostly franchises. And they don't make a ton of money off gas. Their whole thing, it's like going to a movie theater. Movie theater owners make the money on the snacks and the concessions. They don't make the money off tickets. They get, at best, 50 cents, maybe a dollar in some cases, but mostly it's a quarter. All the stuff that's being shown in there, all that money is box office money that goes back to the distributors of the films. So it's the lost leader. So when you see somebody and you're like, okay, why is you know this price here, this? Well, you're going to go there and the whole thing is eh, they maybe make 10 cents a gallon. So, but you go in and buy a Coke, well, that cost them 50 cents. They're selling to you for buck 50. That's how they make their money. Boy, you just... It's all about big oil. 323 At Chad Benson Chow is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. It is Wednesday. And because it is Wednesday, it's time for us to get a little work. This support group is for people who are so woke that they are finding it impossible to have any fun at all. It's that time of the week where we break it down for you and get you woke. Okay, everyone, welcome. Are you ready? Well, I try, but I find it deeply problematic. Now, I've actually always wanted to try a cheeky little taste of acting better than someone due to something arbitrary. You can try the patronizing special. I think fine, it's pronounced patronizing. It's time for Woke Wednesday. I want to start with my little brother, who, for those of you guys who don't know, so my mother's adopted my nieces and my nephews, so I've got a 26-year-old little sister all the way down to a 10-year-old little brother. And everywhere in between. But you guys heard me talk a lot about Spencer. Spencer is my soon-to-be 19-year-old little brother who's in a wheelchair. He is nonverbal. He has cerebral palsy, brain damage, uh, just a lot of issues. He eats out of a tube, and he breathes out of a tube. He's got a trach, and he has got a G-tube. So he's nonverbal. Now, he's, he, he smiles, and he laughs, and it's amazing. And seeing him this weekend was incredible, and it, I just I love my brother. <laughs> so my mom tells me, the, uh, you know, because they're finishing up school. Uh, yes, he goes to school. And some of the insanity of which this school is, you know. They make him take a test every year. It's like a three-hour test. And uh, it's on pen and a piece of paper, you know, a pencil and a piece of paper. And they just, 
they set the pencil down and there's the test. My brother can't move. <laughs> so it just sits there. It's hilarious. So, uh, like the counselor comes over, like to say, you know, spend not a counselor that's like, you know, for problems, but a counselor like, where, you know, how is school? Where do you think you're going to go? What are you going to do next? You know, kind of thing. And the first thing out of her mouth, she's <laughs> my little brother, sit in a wheelchair, can't speak, got brain damage. Right? He's not verbal. What do you identify as? <laughs> excuse me. My mother's like, excuse me. I have to ask this question. What do you identify as? My mom's like, you know, he can't talk, right? <laughs> I'm like, mom, you could have said he's a transformer that half-assed it. Right? You could say, you could say there's all kinds of things. <laughs> And the la- the lady was serious. The lady was serious. First of all, it's a spe- and by special needs, I mean the school that my little brother goes to is a school where he'll start out with twenty in his class, and by the end of the year, there's eighteen because two have passed away. I mean that's the, the these are not kids that are going to be in the world, like even where they can have the most basic living skills where eventually they can get an apartment and no these are kids that will need 24/7 care and they asked him what do you identify as are you effing kidding me what is wrong with you this whole identity crap is nuts it really is but that's what it's all about, especially for liberals. It's about, and in schools in particular, it is about identity, 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 skin color, who you love, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This, though, as bad as that was, and that is just awfully hilarious. I take you to the Oak Park River Forest High School. That starting next year. They're going to adjust their classroom grading scales to account for the skin color or ethnicity of its students. The plan is called Transformative Education, Professional Development, and Grading. In an effort to equalize test scores among racial groups, OPRF, which is the Oak Park River Force, will order teachers to exclude their grading assignments variables. So these variables disproportionately hurt black students and their grades. They can no longer be docked for missing class, misbehaving in school, or for failing to turn in their assignments. I'm going to say that again. You don't show up. It doesn't go against you. You miss turning things in. It doesn't go against you. You do show up, but you're a mess and you cause trouble, does not go against you. They say uh, tradition, traditional grading practices perpetuate inequities and intensify the opportunity gap. I, here's a question. How racist is this? 
I, I, I'm curious. What you're essentially saying is, if you're black, you're handicapped. If you're black, you're stupid. If you're black, you're incapable of showing up on time, doing your work, following the rules. That's what you are, according to this. So to fix this, we're just going to ignore all of the other things. Why even grade at this point? Why not just give them all A's? Talk about doing a disservice to kids. You're going to send kids into the world completely unprepared. So when they go to get a job, what are you going to say? Hey, here's the deal. White guys and gals, Asian guys and gals, Hispanic guys and gals, to a certain extent. But really, you guys over here, you're going to have to make up for this person who's special. Because they can't follow the rules. We shouldn't ask them to. We're also not going to ask them to turn in their work on time or to do their work. And they may not even have to show up. And for that, we're all going to pay everybody the same. Are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? So the Oak Park... River Forest High School SAT test that they gave. 38% of them, sophomores, took the test. 77% failure for blacks. 49% for Hispanics. 27% for Asians. 25% for whites. So rather than say, why do we have a problem here with the black? What are they not getting? How do we... How do we go about making sure? Do they need more work? Do they need more tutors? Do we have to figure out how to help them more? Rather than say, let's bring up their grades. Let's get them to where they are doing much better. We're just going to say, it's everybody else's fault. And because they're incapable of doing this, to ask them would to be racist. The advocates for the so-called, are you ready for this? Equity-based grading practices are you, are you ready for, by the way, it's diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice. It's ditch. They want to seek to raise the grade point averages of black students and lower the scores of higher achieving Asian white and Hispanic ones so it can be fair and equal. Talk about racism. That's racism right there in a nutshell. Treating somebody different because of the color of their skin is exactly what Dr. Martin Luther King was hoping for. My goodness. How do we get here? How do we get here? And when you look over there and that kid is ill-prepared, he is just, he is going out into the world. He's going to go to college maybe. He's going to get to college, junior college, and he's going to find out, ah, hey, my other school didn't care if I showed up because I'm black. You think that's fair to him or her? No. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Shame on you. Shame on you.
calibrate is amazing. Losing weight, uh, it's a good thing. Many people out there struggle to lose weight. Why? Well, because you're fighting a battle you're not going to win because it's not so much about your willpower because how many times have you done a good diet and you lose a few pounds and all of a sudden, it's about your metabolism. Calibrate uses FDA-approved medication along with one-on-one video coaching, in-app tracking where you can sit down and talk to counselors and put a plan together and lifestyle changes that are simple and easy along with Medical visits via video with a doctor. And you watch what happens with Calibrate. Calibrate's earliest members lost well over 15 to 20% of their body weight. If you want to lose weight and you're sick and tired of being frustrated, this is what it's all about with Calibrate. The FDA-approved medication, small lifestyle changes, it takes off and you lose, lose, lose. How would you like to be 10, 20, 30% of your body weight lighter by the end of summer? That can happen with Calibrate. Go to joincalibrate.com right now and save $50 on a one-year metabolic reset. Joincalibrate.com. That's joincalibrate.com. Use code CHAD to save. Joincalibrate.com. Code CHAD. Chad Benson Show. Serving up talk radio medium rare and dripping with irony. It's Chad Benson. I did not watch a lot of TV this weekend. I was going to watch some of Stranger Things. I kind of got into Stranger Things the first season. I thought to myself, yeah, I kind of like it. Uh, Mostly for the nostalgia. But a lot of people did. And my my son and and, uh, my stepdaughters and everybody were just over the moon about it. And it's final season starting. We can't win this war. But season four of Stranger Things won the time spent watching war, debuting last Friday. It now holds the record for the biggest premiere weekend for an English-language show on Netflix. According to the streaming service, viewers watched 286.8 million hours of the sci-fi series, beating the previous champ, Bridgerton, season two, by almost 100 million hours. And Netflix says Stranger Things was the most-watched show in 83 countries. Which is crazy. But to show you the power... Of Stranger Things. And there is power in something like this. It has done something to a somewhat obscure hit in the alternative world. And in and in England, it was a big hit in the mid-80s. But because of Stranger Things, it has flown up the charts. Little Kate Bush. If you watch the new season of Stranger Things, you know that Kate Bush's 1985 hit, Running Up That Hill, plays a very prominent role. No spoilers on exactly how, but it plays on a loop, and fans of the show then put the song on a loop themselves. For a while over the past few days, it was the number one song in the iTunes chart, number two on Spotify in the U.S., with streams up almost 10,000%. Not bad for a song that climbed as high as number 30 on the Billboard Singles chart 37 years ago, and might reappear there next week. Yeah. It's crazy how fast this thing took off. But uh, running up that hill, make a deal with God. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. It was her first single from her 85 album, Hounds of Love. And it got to number nine in the UK and uh, eventually peaked at three in a couple other places. It wasn't like a massive hit unless you listen to alternative music. Then it was. 
Make a deal with God. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Last week, horrible week for the nation as the hot topic obviously has been guns. It's going to continue to be the hot topic. Can they get something done? Can they not get something done? But one of the other hot topics now is what in God's name happened? We know this evil SOB went into the school and killed kids and teachers. But what happened outside the school? What happened when the phone calls came in? And there were plenty of phone calls. What happened? People are upset. People are pissed. People are angry because... It seems to be that every time you turn around, there's yet another story that contradicts the last story of the police and their timeline. People were already frustrated by what happened, the the questions and the criticism that has already come up regarding why it took 77 minutes for police to finally breach that, that door. And so you compound that frustration with the fact that details of what, what happened here seem to be uh, changing. It seems that um, what is true one day is false the next. Yeah. Remember Governor Abbott got behind them? Talked about the usual, the brave men and women of the police force, and da-da-da-da. And then what ends up happening? He looks bad, and now he's like, oh, (laughs) no, not going to happen. Not going to happen. A lot of people this week, because, you know, people found out, you know, you know, because my family can't ever be quiet. No, this is what he does, and da-da-da. And, uh... They wanted to ask me questions about this. And I'm just like, I, you know, it's, it's horrific. It's, it's, I, I, I'm on like a mini vacation. I don't really want to talk about it, <laughs> but you know, I'm, it's not the way I am, but I, you know, I, I talk to people, but it's the anger is real from people. The frustration is real from a lot of people first of all why are we going through a situation where we have school shootings why and a a majority of school shootings are not like this and a lot of them are situations where uh, i'm going to put this there's beef there's beef But when school shootings are like this, it's usually the same kind of person. It's a troubled male, for whatever reason, been bullied, been this, been that, whatever it is, comes up with something. And, you know, dad's not around, raised by grandma, mom's not there very much, she's got to work three jobs, uh, you know, whatever it is. But rarely do we talk about 
the police and their response. Parkland. There was a actual officer that was there, right? There was an officer that was there, and he decided not to engage. Here we were told there's an officer originally, and that he engaged. And then it was like, eh, it wasn't really an officer. And then it was, well, you know, okay. So the originally some cops engaged with him and then pinned him down. You're moving the time. You're moving. You're changing everything. You're changing. You're lying. You're covering up. You're making a conscious effort to say you're wussed out. You're wussed out. You're the people that should run into the firing line. That's your job. Parents wanted to do it. You decided not to. Why? Why are you? You're making a conscious choice. Not only did you make a choice not to go in, you're making a conscious choice to lie about it because you know you screwed up. Authorities changing their story on Friday saying that a teacher left a door propped open, allowing the gunman to enter. But this morning, the teacher's lawyer telling the San Antonio Express News she had propped the door open to get food from her car. She saw the gunman crash his truck, ran back into the classroom to get her phone and dial 911, and then closed the door shut after realizing the gunman was heading toward the school. Her lawyer saying, quote, she thought the door would lock because the door is always supposed to be locked. Now, the Texas Department of Public Safety walking back their earlier comments and confirming the teacher's story. Whoa, whoa, wait, what? You're walking back something else because you lied about that. You tried to throw her under the bus. I believe it was there. There was a there was already a. And, Phil, you could correct me because you know this one a little bit better than I do. There was already a case that went to the Supreme Court where police officers, if they don't want to, they don't actually have to engage in something like this. Am I correct? Yes, that was uh, correct. I believe it was in D.C., but I don't remember. Yeah. You think about that, okay? But that's your job. That's your job. There are little kids in there who are calling 911 saying they've been shot and you're not going in. Now, I'm not blaming all officers because there was confusion. There was all kinds of stuff. But at some point in time, this is when a leader stands up and says, we've got to do something. And you go. Well, maybe there was uh, he, he wasn't, you know, it was, this guy went into negotiations. I thought this has been settled on numerous occasions. When there's children involved and there's a shooter, you go. There's no waiting. There's no timeout. There's no, like, hold on a second. We got to call somebody. It's you go. Parents are pissed and they have every right to be. I, I don't know what this is going to cost the school district. I don't know what it's going to cost the police force in the city and the state of Texas, but I have a feeling. that it's going to cost upwards of a billion-plus dollars, if not more, based on the fact that it took 77 minutes. And who ended up taking him out? The Border Patrol. People want to know uh, the truth. They want to know how this happened uh, and who is accountable. And no, it will not bring um, any of these children back or, or their teachers, uh, but it will certainly uh, help provide the answers and perhaps uh, give them some ability uh, to cope um, and um, move forward from this and, and hope that this doesn't happen again. 
parents want the truth. Why did my child have to wait in there? Even the children to live, why did they have to wait in there and, 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 and wait and pray and hope and wonder to God if anybody was coming? Why? Why did that happen? Why did that happen? Why did you not make that move? Why did you guys not go forward? As a parent? Yeah, you would have had to have tasered me. What if you would have died? I would rather have died trying to save my child and other children. than sit around and do nothing. People will try to spin it this way and that way. There is no spinning in any other way. And partly because your story has changed so much, you've lied so much. That even if something becomes, hey, this is what really happened, and if you said that at the beginning, people might have gone, okay, okay, I could see that. But because you made a conscious effort and changed the story on numerous occasions, nobody's going to believe the crap that you're shoveling. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, all that going on. The question about guns still remains. Can something get done when it comes to guns? Can it? I don't know. What would that be? Biden telling fibs. It makes no sense to be able to purchase something that can fire up to 300 rounds. And I know what happened when we had rational action before. There's only one reason for something that can fire, you know, 100 shots. And remember, the Constitution, the Second Amendment, was never absolute. You couldn't buy cannons when the second amendment was passed. Nah, that's not true. You could buy a cannon. You could buy a cannon now. I told you guys last week, you can buy a tank. <laughs> you guys know that, right? You can purchase a tank. Now you have to operate it on private land, but you can own a tank. You cannot. You can. And you could, back in the day, when the second amendment first came out, by the way, there were repeating firearms back in those days, Everybody's like, it was only muskets. It was not. Secondly, and this is important, you used to be able to buy boats with cannons on them. So, that's not true. All that, <clears throat> all that being said, what's going to get done that's going to prevent this? Because we're trying to treat something at the wrong time. You need to treat it before it happens. And you need to treat it two ways. Identifying and trying to help the person. And at the same time, treating it with knowing the signs and the kids and the adults and coworkers and whatever, understanding the signs of what could happen and how to address it if it does happen. Because crazy will do crazy things. Bad will do bad. That's the reality of it. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. You take away the AR-15s. What, what do you think is going to happen? That tomorrow there's going to be no more shootings? Well, there's going to be some, but not many. 
Do you really think that? And what happens if tomorrow uh, comes and goes and we look back and go, okay, okay, there was more kids that were killed this year or there was more this or there was more that, then what? Because it's never, ever, ever enough. And that's the fear. 323-538-2423. Tweet, text, Eden Pure. So, uh, man, it was so nice this weekend. Come home, house smelled delicious. And then we took out our stanky clothes from swimming and just in the hotel and the whole nine yards. And you know what? Put it inside the laundry room. Within 10 minutes, going back or doing all the laundry, smelt fresh. Eden Pure is incredible. The best air purifier around. Period case closed, no filters to buy, 150,000-plus units have been sold, and that number's rising every day. It's the OxyLeaf 2 Thunderstorm. And right now, you have the best advantage to take a absolute huge advantage of the deal that they're offering. The code you're going to use is CHAD3. You're going to go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com, and use that code CHAD3. You're going to save $200 on three. OxyLeaf 2 Thunderstorms, the best air purifiers. No filters, and talk about getting rid of the smells. You will smell the difference. EdenPureDeals.com. Get it now. The best air purifier around. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD3 to save $200. Code CHAD3 at EdenPureDeals.com. Shipping is absolutely free. A little what's trending straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Reverence? Um, like, yeah. So what? It's the Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let us take a peek and find out what's trending on the old interwebs. Start with the Google, Russian-Ukraine war, heating up day 98 of the invasion. Talk to Mike Lyons later on this week. Uh, some of the stuff that was talked about over the weekend on their Channel One or whatever it is, is that, that now they've denazified Ukraine. It is uh, on to demilitarize NATO because World War III has started. I don't know how real that is, what kind of stuff they're spinning, but it is insane to think that World War III has started. Biggest trending thing in the last 24 hours, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Two million people searched it. Oh, my Lord. I hope those two, those kids. All right. Who saw that coming? I thought they were meant to be. <laughs> Such a mess. An absolute mess. Dustin Johnson, the best golfers in the world, has decided he is going to play the Live Golf Tournament, which is the new Saudi-backed tournament. That is going to be in London, uh, I think it is the 9th through the 11th of this month. And the Saudis are throwing huge amounts of money at it. Several have been tempted, but he is the biggest name by far. BTS, because the supergroup is going to be at the White House today. Maybe they can solve inflation. Smooth like butter. <laughs> That's their song. I, that's the only thing I know about them. Is they smooth like butter. And it's a commercial. That's it. It's the only thing I know. And I think there's like 40 of them. So they could just, they have enough to just keep going from up like 12 guys to six guys and just keep going. Head over to Twitter. 
Yes, indeed. Mice are terrified of bananas, and science just found out why. We'll talk about that a little bit later. That's trending. Aaron Donald may have played his last NFL game for the Rams. Says if he doesn't give a new contract, he's at peace. He just won himself a Super Bowl. He's going to the Hall of Fame. First ballot. Ooh. That's uh, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But why wouldn't you? Greg Norman, he's the guy that is leading the charge of the Live Tournament. And it's interesting to watch the – so you've got the uh, PGA, which is the, you know, the Professional Golf Association – that's the biggie. It's the Masters, all those guys. Even though those are invitations, these are, you know, everything kind of falls under that. Then you've got this new tournament. And the new tournament is going to be very interesting. There's going to be teams involved. There's going to be, it's, it's not going to be this, you know, the kind of thing we see where it's, it's, you know, two days and a cut. These are going to be no-cut tournaments. And if you're a journeyman golfer and you're back and forth between the minor leagues, the Corn Ferry Tour, and the PGA, and they're offering you a chance where you're going to make guaranteed $100,000 in a weekend, but if you finish in the top 10, you're making a million bucks. You got it. That's life changing. That's life changing. It is. So it'll be interesting to see how many of these guys never play in on the PGA again. Very, very interesting. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Plumber's a good job. It's a good career. We're going to talk about it. Do you need college? Also, being a lifeguard is a good career, too. If you can get it in Los Angeles, wait till you hear the kind of money that lifeguards are making. No wonder the Hoff enjoyed Baywatch. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Smooth like butter. Like a criminal undercover. Now I know two lines. <laughs> BTS at the White House. What are you talking about? Did they win something that I don't know about? Were they there to speak about, uh, was it Asian crime against Asian hate? I don't know. Something like that. They're huge. I, I just, they're massive. Like they're stupid large. I don't think people. Like that, they're the kind of like you can't leave your house, and it's better if you live elsewhere than Korea. You know those J-pop and Korean bands. But producer Phil, you and I are of agreement. It's five, maybe four, but you can't have seven guys in a boy band. No, hard and fast rule is five. Yeah, yeah. And one of them's going to be a little bit more talented than everybody else, and he'll leave. Go on and become a great success, and then he'll eventually come back and you'll do a reunion tour because he didn't dislike everybody, but he also wanted to do his own thing. Like Harry Styles. Harry Styles sold out every single one of his 42 dates that he's got. I was like, are you kidding me? In minutes. And his album's number one. 
My goodness me. Smooth like butter. Who's bigger? Was was the name of their band? What was the Harry Styles band? One Direction? One Direction, yeah. Who's bigger? Is it One Direction or BTS? There was a fight. Who would win the fight? That's a fair question to ask. Would Harry Styles lead or would Jin Jimin or V or Suga? Just some of the names I just learned from the but they sing about dynamite. That's pretty cool. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Guys, you all have to go to college. That's what I keep hearing. It's college, college, college. What does it take to have a successful career? For many people, the answer probably involves getting a college degree. In fact, it seems like a lot of politicians think that should be the answer for everybody. And then we got to make sure kids go to college. Everybody understands some form of higher education is a necessity. Now, not everyone's buying this line. As you may have noticed, a lot of people no longer think that college is especially valuable. There's no need even to have a college degree. I think the BA is not as valuable as it looks. I never ask anybody when I'm investing in what degree did you get. Right. I couldn't get Yeah. Nor should you. You know, here's where it matters, right? If you want to go to college and you want to be a doctor or lawyer, right? Maybe accounting. Uh, well, what about IT? No, no. It's, it's uh, the good thing about going to school for certain things is it's the access to tools that you have a chance to, to, to work with. That's that's invaluable. And the connections. But a vast majority of college is you're spending a lot of money to grow up a little bit. And then you're going to come out bitching about it. That's it. That's absolutely it. You're, 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 you're spending tons of money for 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th grade. So you can party, you can grow up a little bit, and they're going to come out, and you're going to have some debt. Some people have a lot of debt. Some people have no debt. But you're going to have some form of debt, usually. But it doesn't guarantee success, and you have to ask yourself, what's success? That's the other thing. I think we need to redefine, in some ways, what success is. College is good for some people. Right? If you're going to go into education, that's good. But so much of it is about what you take more than anything else. If you get a degree in something like engineering, computer science, nursing, or economics, you have a good shot at increasing your lifetime income by half a million dollars. If, by contrast, you get a degree in something like art, music, philosophy, or psychology, there's a pretty significant chance that you're going to be worse off financially than if you'd never gone to college at all. Yeah, they don't put that in the brochure. No, they don't put that in the brochure. Case in point, I found this to be fascinating. So you ever watch the, uh, uh, like, signing day? So college will have signing days. So this is when, like, the top five-star recruits or, you know, whatever it is, ESPN 300 five-star super recruits signed with such and such, such and such. This is Kentucky... Montgomery College high school senior Jacob Bradley doing something. Signing day for him. The Montgomery County high school senior has committed to a plumbing career. From a classroom 
to a career as Jacob Bradley is putting down his textbooks and picking up his tools. This morning, Jacob signed his letter of intent to join Fast Flow Plumbing and begin his apprenticeship in the trade. Never really want to be an accountant or sit down. I enjoy working with my hands a lot. Yeah, that is awesome, right? I mean, it's going to be an apprentice. You know, when I was in England, people asked me, how did I go to England when I went and played soccer? Well, originally I was a YTS boy, youth training scheme. That's apprenticeship. So they have apprenticeship for glazers, for plumbers, for everything, where you'll get to the point where you're in school. So you come out of what would be probably our 10th or 11th grade, although their education system in a lot of ways is so much more advanced. Our higher education, there is n no other nation comes anywhere close to our higher education. But... Our high schools and stuff, our education is, nee. we spend way too much time wasting our time doing a lot of stuff that is just needless and useless. So they have apprenticeships. So you might be in, you know, what would be considered your 11th grade. And they say, you know, a uh, Steve over here, he's, uh, he's, he's good at, uh, with his hands. He, he loves cars. He wants to be this. And, hey, Steve, how would you like to go and become an apprentice? You may go to school one or two days a week and do some of your other stuff to get A-levels and O-levels, which is kind of like uh, it's a cross between high school and junior college. But you're going to do an apprenticeship. You're like, oh, that's pretty interesting. So when we're going your hands, you're going to be there doing your thing. And afterwards, you're going to come out with, yes, a career. Oh. By his side, a proud mom. Dad and I are just over the moon. He's a great kid, you know, and we're very lucky to have him. But this isn't Jacob's first time fixing pipes. Something breaks or something happens, we'll go fix it before we pay someone to do it. Since March, Jacob has worked part-time for Fast Flow Plumbing while still enrolled in the school's co-op program. Half the day schoolwork, the other half handiwork, sometimes working 32 hours a week. That's huge. That's massive. And what he's going to come out with is a career that he can take anywhere. Here's the thing. Electricity, not changing, right? We're, you know, as far as we're going to need electricians. Plumbers, HVAC, we're always going to need them. I have several friends who work in the industry. Some of them own their own businesses. And let me tell you something. They make stupid money, and they're always working. And they never have to words like, well, did you hear people are going to stop going to the bathroom now? There is no recession in that. There isn't. Oh, that's true. And his goals are more than just a pipe dream. Play working for Ben and maybe be a franchise owner if he sees a hard, work hard enough for him. Yeah. Pipe dream. Where did they get the word pipe dream? And go back to the 1800s. Had to do with opium because people would obviously smoke opium. Then they would hallucinate. And that's what they talk about. Pipe dreams. Usually it's meaning something that is big and huge and maybe unattainable. But that right there is awesome. It is. So you got a kid that's going to go and do this. We need more of that. But somehow we've gotten to the point where we just tell kids the most important thing is if you don't go to school and you don't get a degree and you don't learn all of these things, you're somehow going to be an idiot. And you're never going to make it. Then they come out and it's taken them longer than they should have. And they're upside down, and they're asking the government, can you please forgive all my debt? And you've got a literature degree or degree in philosophy or degree in whatever that you'd never use. 
This guy's got something he's going to take with him everywhere, and it's costing him zero. He's getting paid for it. Ooh, interesting. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Now, if you don't want to do that, if you're thinking to yourself, Chad, well, that sounds amazing. I'm not great with my hands. You know what I am good at? I'm good as a swimmer. Even better. Even better. Man, I used to watch uh, Baywatch. And you think to yourself, man, they got nice houses for people who wear shorts and half shirts and bathing suits and walk around with that red thing. They got nice houses. Like, yeah, you can't be paid a lot. Well, check this out. Open the book. Substack. By the way, if you work for the, you know, Los Angeles and most most states across the country, actually, you can go and see what everybody makes who's part of the state payroll. These are lifeguards last year salary. These are the 10 highest paid lifeguards. These are lifeguards. They wear the red shorts, right? They work in Malibu, bro, or wherever. First of all, over... Almost 100 lifeguards, 98, earned over $200,000 last year, benefits included. 20 made between 300 and 510,000. 37 lifeguards made between 50 and 247,000 in overtime alone. Daniel Douglas, bro. He's a captain, right? He's probably got the best binoculars of them all. You ready for his compensation? His base pay is a paltry $150,000. His overtime pay was $246,000. His other pay, which I don't even know what other is, is $28,000. And his benefits were $85,000. Total compensation, $510,000. The chief, Fernando Boito. He made a paltry uh, $463,000. You just start going down, and you're just like, what is this? What is, what is an ocean lifeguard specialist? What is that even about? I don't know. But Luke Williams made three hundred and fifty grand last year. That's insane. That is. Oh, and here's the other good thing. Uh, you can retire at 55 and get 80% of their pay. And the way that they do it is it's usually 80% of their, I know they've tried to change this and it's been a battle back and forth where people will work overtime. They'll do all this stuff for two or three or four years. Then what they'll do is they'll take their last two or three or four years of your work and they'll give you 80% of your pay based on that, not based just strictly on your salary. Oh. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter that's a pipe dream right there, kids. Yeah, man, like a surfing pipe dream. Ugh, bro. Last night, we did it. We finished off the last ever Omaha Steaks. Don't worry, the kids ordered me more. They went to omahasteaks.com. It's the Dad's Want Steaks package. $99 right now. Super package as everything gets more and more expensive. Omaha Steaks, not so much. Cheaper and better. Bigger and amazing. This was awesome. So, omahasteaks.com. Go to the search bar, type in chat. It's the Dad's Want Steaks Package. You just put it right in there. Just go in there, type in Benson. B-E-N-S-O-N. 
save big. Now, we finished off the hot dogs and the steaks. I think we have two chicken breasts left. There's nothing else, including the eight free burgers. What do you get? 16 mouth-watering entrees, including, and Dad's going to love this, tender bacon wrap fillets, gourmet jumbo franks, air-chilled boneless chicken breast, and so much more. And eight free burgers that are bigger and better. Absolutely the best dogs. The burgers were absolutely incredible. And when you, you know, when you cook a burger and they shrink, they don't shrink. They're delicious. Dad knows what he wants. You know what dad wants. And plus, giving dad this, he may barbecue with you, making memories and making your tummy full. How do you get it? It's the Dad Wants Steaks package, $99, 100% money back guarantee, unconditional. Go to omasteaks.com, type B E N S O N in the search bar. To get the Dad's Want Steak Package today. That's Dad's Want Steak Package. OmahSteaks.com. Keyword Benson in the search bar. He will love it, and so will you. Dad's Want Steaks Package right now for 99 bucks. OmahSteaks.com. Keyword Benson in the search bar. Chad Benson Show. If you like talk radio like Chad Benson likes his meals, you've come to the perfect place for takeout. Every once in a great while, we have tragedy that strikes. Florida seems to be one of those places where there's a lot of tragedy and there's a lot of animal interaction. Producer Phil, tell everybody what nature could do to you. Nature will mess you up. Mess you up. Know this. Every puddle, every standing body of water, no matter how small it is, has a gator in it. From Eagle 8 HD, we could see licensed trappers on the lake trying to track down the alligator involved in this morning's fatal attack. The lake is loaded with alligators. John Croak lives near the lake and has seen the victim in today's attack around the lake, trying to retrieve disc used by golfers in the park. And I, I've, I've never seen him in the water, you know. I have pictures of other guys in the water because it just amazes me that they go in there. Yeah, well, that's a little creepy. But uh, all that being said, this is another reason you know, play Frisbee golf, because it's stupid. Uh, it's not real. I mean, for everybody says, mm, golf is stupid. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. But I will acknowledge that it's a goofy game. But I love me some golf. But Frisbee golf, well, that's just silly. It is. So this guy, now this is what, so he goes into the lake to help retrieve other Frisbee golfers' discs. He's not a player. No, 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 no. Using Drone 8, we spotted a large alligator on the lake not far from where this morning's fatal attack occurred. That gator soon vanished under the dark water. Croak says alligators are a common sight here. Uh, and it's mating season right now, you know? So they're, they're, uh, they're moving around. Yeah, they are. And mamas will protect. They're big. And gators, much like bears... Some of the few animals in the world that will actively seek and hunt human beings. You're just food. So this guy goes in. Now, this is where it gets weird. Listening to the, this the dude, man, he's got his hat backwards, he's got his Oakleys on. Like, man, I can't even believe somebody got totally eaten by like a gator. That sucks, bro, because we were playing Frisbee golf. In June of 2020, another man was bitten in the face by an alligator as he tried to retrieve a disc from the water. Vince Carter also knows the victim in today's fatal attack. In the disc golf community, and he's just, he's a homeless guy. First of all, there's 
the disc golf community is just awful. It's an awful thing. In the disc golf community, and he's just, he's a homeless guy that come out in the park and, you know, retrieve the discs that we lose. And he's, uh, yeah, I mean, he just lives day by day. Carter says he knows it's dangerous for anyone to go in the water here. You're not supposed to go out, obviously, in the lake. You know, they want you in a, you know, if you go out, you're supposed to go in a boat and get him with the retriever. You know, it's really frowned upon of just going out there. It's very high risk, obviously. Obviously, bro, it sucks. And this golf community is totally sucks that this happened to that guy. Because that guy totally got our frisbees. <laughs> Not very nice, Chad. Yeah. Don't go in the water in Florida. Just letting you know. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. They're going to solve it. They're going to solve it, guys. I just want to let you guys know they are going to solve it. And by that, I mean the insanity of high inflation. Who's going to solve it? Well, Biden, of course, getting together with BTS. They're going to... uh, Knock this out. Hi, we're BTS, and it is a great honor to be invited to the White House today to discuss the important issues of anti-Asian hate crimes, Asian inclusion, and diversity. 네, 오늘은 AANHPI Heritage Month의 마지막 날입니다. 어, 저희는 AANHPI 컴... 네. Exactly. You know what he said? He said, Biden has no idea how to fix inflation. <laughs> Straight. It's no idea. Why are we here? We didn't win anything. They got a mob, though. I saw that. You better watch out because they'll come for you. If you, uh, because apparently Tucker said something about how, it it is stupid. I mean, I get it. I mean, you got to do these things. Uh, It's it's like, does the the team really need to go to the White House after they won something? Isn't that that enough? Like, isn't that enough? Like, why do we have to be, oh, great, here comes the Dodgers or the Yankees or the or the Patriots. I mean, Tom Brady has his own room there. It's like, do you really need to go there? Like, are people like, I hope the Toronto Maple Leafs show up. BTS, well, they're here to promote this. How about fixing inflation? Which, you, which you're obviously worried about. Because you're going to get your ass handed to you in the midterms. You are months away from a historic... Whooping. I think the uh, American people have every right to judge uh, our administration and the president's words by looking at our efforts uh, on precisely that issue. When the president says it's his top domestic priority, he means it. And we have to show that to the American people. You you mentioned judge him on his efforts, but what about the results? Are you confident those efforts are going to bring results that consumers are going to? I'm very confident. I'm very confident. No, no. I don't think you are. I know I don't think this White House is competent in anything. I, I I don't. I look and I say immigration. Like that right there. Let's look at immigration. 
a giant debacle, a nightmare of epic proportions. COVID ended up being far more of a nightmare than it should have been, and part of it is America's love to fight each other uh, all the time on everything, always, always. But he didn't help. He didn't. He printed gobs amount of money and then bragged about, well, I brought the uh, deficit down. You brought it down because you didn't get the other quadrillion dollars you wanted to spend, but you did print enough money to cheapen our money. I mean, look at the, the milk disaster, the formula disaster. Look at that. Much of that was just, I saw it coming, but we didn't know what to do. But I know it's not your fault. The White House knows inflation could cost Democrats control of the House and Senate this fall, so it's pushing hard against those blaming the president for high prices. His policies has helped the economy get back on its feet. That's what his policy has his policies has done. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre reminding the nation that oil supply and companies that refine it control gas prices and that pandemic supply chain issues are keeping other costs high. That's a lie. They don't control gas prices and oil prices. They don't. It's a free market. It's an open market. Did the pooter have something to do with it? Yes, of course they did. You're foolish not to think so. But you knew he was going to invade, and what did you do? You didn't think forward enough to figure it out. You're reactionary, and your reaction time is much slower than it used to be, and more often than not, it is very much wrong. But I love how, hey, all the stuff we've done has been great, but anything that's bad, that's eh, not on us. You are the buck stops with me, except where there's criticism. Not all of it's his fault, but a lot of it is. And remember, being a leader means when things don't go well, when things aren't going the way that you think they should be going, when, when stuff is handed to you and you're like, Ugh, the way that you respond and react makes you a true leader. Not when things go easy. Things are things are super smooth and easy. No, 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 no. That's that's easy. I always look at the Cowboys, right? They won that third Super Bowl with Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer didn't build that team. Jimmy Johnson did. Jimmy Johnson built that team. Along with Jarrah. They built that team. Was he a Hall of Fame coach because he won with a team that was full of Hall of Famers? No. No, 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 no. Jerry Johnson, when Jimmy Johnson was handed a crappy team that was worse, that he built, that became a powerhouse. That's how you do something. That's how you build something. You take responsibility. My issue. What can I do? How can we fix this? 
gas prices are not coming down. Most experts say that they believe these prices will continue to climb as so much of the world tries to put pressure on Vladimir Putin. The U.S. has already banned Russian oil imports, and now the European Union is saying that they will embargo the vast majority of Russia's oil imports as well. Yeah. So where do you think oil prices are going to go? They're going to go up. Why weren't you thinking about this sooner? You kept telling him, hey, they're going to attack. Hey, they're going to attack. Hey, the attack's coming soon. Well, why weren't you thinking this could have an adverse effect on us? Hmm. What could I do? What could I do? What could I do? Then you've got your Fed chair, right? And you've got your monetary people. And they're all sitting around. you got Janet Yellen who should have been yelling, this is a mess. Does the White House concede that the Fed calling inflation transitory was a mistake? I think the White House concedes that them also calling it transitory was a mistake because you saw it's not just uh, President Biden, his top economic advisors, also Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who earlier tonight told Wolf Blitzer uh, that she was wrong. Is there a risk of inflation? Um, I, I think there's a small risk, and I think it's manageable. I don't anticipate that inflation is going to be a problem, but it is something that we're watching very carefully. Oh, you don't think, huh? That was her several months ago. It's transitory. I don't think it's it's transitory. You got nothing to worry about. It'll go up a little bit, but it'll come down rather quickly. Any Muppet could see what was coming. Was it a mistake, Madam Secretary, to downplay this inflation risk? Did that contribute to the problems we're all seeing right now? Look, I, I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time didn't fully understand. How could you not understand? There was supply chain issues. It was a backup. Pressure was growing everywhere. You handed out gobs of cash. People were spending like it was going out of style. Like, if I don't spend, it's like that, that movie, was it Brewster's Millions? Right to get the hundred million, you got to spend thirty million in a, and you can, and you got to spend it in little chunks. And people are doing that, spending it like it's out of control. How could you not foresee it? Because, like everything, government is reactionary. It's not forward thinking, and the reactions are usually very, very poor. I love how they, they're coming out and going, you know, we should have probably raised rates like a year and a half ago, like a couple, two or three, four times. But we didn't, so there's that. Wow. We'll get it right next time. No, you won't. You've never gotten it right. Yes, and past performance is absolutely indicative of future representation. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter my buddy Craig filling in for a couple days while I was off enjoying myself in California, watching my son play hockey. He tried really hard. It's so uh, it's so interesting because you can't hit at this age. So it's that's my son's big advantage. Is he's 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 a beast. 
He's going to be huge. And he's a pretty good skater. He's got a good shot. Uh, he's learning the game. He's only played for six months, right? So he's already playing, you know, club hockey, and now he's going to try out for Skaha, which is like a big step up. But it's his big thing is he, you know, he likes to get in front of people and stuff. And it's some of these kids, it's the size difference is huge at this age. But if you're fast, man, you're the best player out there. You just go so fast. These other kids can't. It's kind of still like watching peewee hockey, like peewee soccer. Where the puck is, everybody's at. I keep telling my son, Jack, why are you behind the goal? You're a center, and you're behind your goal. Why aren't you in front of their goalie when you're down at your end? I don't know, Dad. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Interesting stuff we'll be reading here in a little bit. Now, it's not Biden's fault. It's it's all about the fault of anyone, anyone, the oil companies. Whoa. Speaking of Biden, speaking of the election, speaking of midterms, after midterms, we'll have presidential election. The Electoral Count Act of 1887. Rules in there. Vague. Antiquated. Yeah, they're not good. So imagine a scenario in 2024 that a similar thing that happened in 2020 happened. Irregularities, potentially, people asking questions about recounts and the whole nine yards. And then, lo and behold, Vice President Harris is being urged to interpret a role. We don't want that. We didn't need that with, with Mike Pence, and he stayed strong. We don't need that with her or any other vice president. Being put in a position they should never be put in. So the presidential election project wants to change this. They want to see all this stuff change. You can check out everything at presidentialelectionproject.com. They want to reform the Electoral Count Act. It's very important. They want to find clear goals of the vice president. Ambiguities should be clarified. The role of the VP should make clear that the position in itself on that day is what? Ceremonial. It is not going to be tasked in determining the outcome of any election. Check out all the great work they're doing, how you can get involved by going to presidentialelectionproject.com, presidentialelectionproject.com to learn more. Take the first step that Kamala Harris or any other vice president can't unilaterally decide any election. That's presidentialelectionproject.com, presidentialelectionproject.com. Chad Benson Show. Podcasts are American as hot dogs, apple pie, football, and sushi. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, my goodness. No. Okay, maybe not sushi. Next time you have a craving for something sweet and tangy, download a Chad Benson Show podcast. Mm, boy. That is good. It's different because you get a little bit of saltiness. It's so good because it's sweet and salty at the same time. Get a taste on iTunes, iHeart, or Spotify and binge to your ears content. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. That's funny. Hear that? Sushi. Taiwanese diner. So these diners, right, they go to this place and, and they change their name legally to get free sushi. So they legally change their name to salmon. So they get free sushi. It was a two-day promotion. In March, the individuals uh, with the Chinese characters for salmon, Gui Yu, 
would receive free all-you-can-eat sushi. The promotion later called the Salmon Chaos. Had 331 participants who paid a fee to legally change their name to those characters. Uh, which is Salmon Dream and Dancing Salmon. Those people cannot change their name back. <laughs> uh-huh. So some can in some areas, some can't in others. So that is hilarious. It's got to suck. Well, oh, here comes Dancing Salmon. Here comes Rising Salmon. Just call me Steve. Your name is Rising Salmon now. Just deal with it. Elsewhere around the world. I think some of the Russian objection earlier in the week is to a different version, a different size rocket that can go into this, into this weapon system, which actually could go out to 190 miles. The U.S. is being very clear that that is not the rocket system. It is not going to provide the Ukrainians with a deep strike capability. Yeah, so the Ukrainians are pissed because as at one point I thought we were doing a lot more. But they want this, and they America's saying no. And the reason they're saying no is because this could strike into Russia, and Russia's already signaling that, hey, this is World War III, we've denazified Ukraine, and now it's time to demilitarize NATO, which screams of World War III, an attack on NATO. In Ukraine, though, there is fighting still going on. Is the world getting bored of it? America, at least for the last several days because of the shooting last week, has definitely moved their eyes to other places. Ukrainian forces desperately trying to hold on to the strategic city of Severodonetsk, but local officials now saying that most of the city is under Russian control. Now, as many as 13,000 civilians are thought to be trapped there. Evacuation attempts have been stalled because of the shelling. Yeah. So, they look to have gotten the Donbass region almost under control and that would be a big win people are starting to question other leaders are questioning uh Zelensky about I know you don't want to give up stuff but in the sake of all of us including your country and its lives the amount of money that everybody's spending and this thing could escalate should you be open to some sort of negotiation we shall see. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. It's Woke Wednesday. Let's get woke. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. This is funny. I love reading some of this stuff. My professor at UCLA said both parties are politicizing the Evaldi shooting. I interrupted and said only Republicans are politicizing the shooting. Democrats want to pass gun legislation, but Republicans are unanimously blocking it because they are bought out by the NRA. Oh, you're so brave. You're so brave. 
Yeah, that's all they do, right? The Republicans, all they do is block, 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 block. I think a lot of people look at guns and want to figure out how to go about dealing with this issue. But you've got to look at it in every single way. You got to look at it from the mental health side. You've got to look at it from the side of people who are around people that they think may have issues. You have to look at it from the gun side. All guns can be dangerous. All guns can be killers. Recognize that. Understand that. In the hands of somebody who is, well, incompetent, that's, that's one. Evil, two. Mentally disturbed, three. We can go on and on. But it is just a tool. But there's no doubt that gun owners across the country are asking serious questions when it comes to guns. One of those being the AR-15. When reporters asked the people at the event what they were there, they often said something about politics and then instantly went to guns. The Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, the Three Percenters, the leading domestic terrorism groups in the country, all centered around gun rights. All centered around. So so, so that's a way you paint it, right? It's not politicizing. So anybody who likes a gun, it's d- domestic terrorism. That's their big thing. It's domestic terrorism. Remember, the well, well-heeled militia, the well-armed militia, Part of it was, yes, we didn't have a standing army. It was there to protect us. And the other side was also protect us from the government. Remember, this is a government who, up until two weeks ago, wanted to have a disinformation and misinformation ministry of truth. The AR-15 is deeply emblematic of the very political radicalization and identity on the right. Oh, is that it? Because you make it that way. Well, yeah, it's, it's just an evil gun. So let's just say for the sake of argument, you take away that gun. What's next? It's a fair question to ask, right? What is next? What's next? What is next? That's a fair question. What's next? Because ultimately somebody's going to do something else with a different gun. That's not a mean, scary, evil gun. That gun, by the way, it's easy to use. It's fun to shoot. No doubt about that. And no doubt about that. All that, all those people out there who have that gun, who don't commit crimes, Are they part of some evil right-wing conspiracy? So if they gave up their AR-15s, but then somebody else killed a bunch of people with, I don't know, handguns, see Virginia Tech, then what? Just curious. Then what? Well, then we'll have to rethink that. Canada's getting ready to rethink all of that. 
Every gun owner I know, including myself, and every gun owner who's part of the NRA or any other group who saw what took place in Evaldi last week was sickened to their core, as everybody else is. Well, we want you to give this up. Okay. Why? Is this going to stop all of the problems? Are we treating all of the problems? Or are we just taking away something because you feel it's the opportunity to take away something, all the while as you take it away, you're not actually solving any problems. You're just taking away a small tool. Handguns kill more. According to this guy, hammers kill more, which is not really true. More people and more crime is committed and more people are killed with hammers every year than guns. Look at the facts. I, I will look that up. I don't think that's true, actually. That is true. In the United States, though? Yes, sir. That is true. Look it up. It's on. You can Google it. It's true. It's actually true. Yeah. Oh. By the way, just to let you know, handguns kill far more. Right? Yeah, that's true. Handguns do. Handguns. Why aren't you going after that? Because it doesn't look scary. It doesn't. Well, but still, I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. You get an understanding of, of this. I get it. Nobody wants to see a repeat of what happened ever. But once again, we're not treating, we're not drilling down and finding the root cause of all of these things, wondering what else we can do. What we're trying to do is we're trying to put a Band-Aid, for lack of a better term, on a bullet wound and hoping that we can solve it. But we've got to go deeper. Why is it that young men are twisting off in such a way? Why is it that the rage is so built up at this moment in time that these people have to get to get to a position where they feel they need to take out their anger and hate on the world. Let's find out some of those issues. Let's do that. And then we can talk more about how we go and say, all right, here's the deal. Maybe you don't get this gun unless you've taken this, this, and this. Maybe you can get this gun later on. Little things like that that you walk around and say, okay, these are some common sense reforms, but it still won't guarantee that bad things can happen. And in a world where we have a safety bubble that gets breached and we think that the world is coming to an end and it's just nonstop shooting, 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 that's, that's not reality. It's not. But we've definitely seen an uptick in crime. But a majority of those shootings that took place on Memorial Day weekend, a vast majority of them were handguns and, in many cases, gang violence. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Telling the boys a funny story earlier today so my little brother for those of you guys who don't know i have uh 
I've got a little sister. She's 26. And I go all the way down to a 10-year-old little brother. They're actually my nieces, my nephews. My mother's adopted them. I love them to death. My little brother Spencer is 19. He was never supposed to leave the hospital. He was born with all kinds of, of, of just maladies. It was just my sister was a hot mess. Uh, and that includes the fact that he had drugs in his system. He's got brain damage, cerebral palsy. He eats out of a tube. He breathes out of a tube. I mean, that is his life. He's never, he doesn't, he's nonverbal. Uh, it is, you know, a trach, a G2. I mean, you, you name it. The uh, school that he goes to is, you know, school where they, uh, you know, they, they try to teach him some stuff, but he's at a point where you're not teaching him a lot. His interaction is laughter, you know, and, uh, you know, just being around. I, I don't know what goes on in his head. I know that he recognizes people. He loves people. Uh, and, and, and he is, you know, but he, he doesn't talk. So, and a lot of the kids in his class in particular, as I've said to the guys, you know, you start out the year with 20 kids in class. You may not get to the year with 20 kids in class. Like 18, maybe, because a few of them are going to die. That's how effective. Most of them are all in a wheelchair and will never function beyond what they have now. There's not going to be any, you know, of assisted, you know, living by themselves kind of and working a part-time job and taking the bus. That is never going to happen. So, so, so uh, they come over to the house, the counselors, right? Because they're, you know, doing their end of the year thing. And they come over to the house. And uh, this is the woke world that we live in. So they cruise on over to the house and uh, the counselor, not a counselor for, you know, people who have, you know, hey, are you struggling? You know, are you suffering from this? This and, you know, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? But uh, have you made progress? You know, the color red. That's my mom's dream. It's just for him to know the color red. I don't know why. That's the color she wants him to know. (laughs) The first question they asked him. Now, mind you, he's nonverbal. Can't say anything. He's super de- developmentally delayed, cerebral palsy, can't really move. First question they ask him, what do you identify as? What? My mother's like, excuse me? She's like, what does he identify as? I'm asking him. My mom's like, you, you've known him for like most of his life. You know he can't speak. She's like, I'm required to ask this. No. So they put down undecided. Undecided. That is the insanity of which we live in. What do you identify as, Spencer, who can't talk, can't walk, can't ride, can't write, can't do anything, eat from a tube, can't feed yourself, you drink from a tube, you've never tasted food in your life. And their first question is, what do you identify as? My God, what is wrong with people? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Well, some more wokeness coming up in just a minute. First, let's talk about my friends over at Rough Greens. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. You go there, you're going to get a free bag of Rough Greens delivered right to you. You cover the cost of shipping. 
vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff. Sprinkle on top of your dog's food. Watch your dog's food come to life. My dog doodles happier and healthier than ever before, and it is all because of Rough Greens. It's the only thing that I ever changed in Doodle's life. We tried a lot of different stuff, but just Rough Greens. That was it. Only thing. And man, has it made a difference. Huge, huge, huge. Nick writes, at Chad Benson Show, thank you for at Rough Greens. Game changer. My dog was on his last leg. Thought he only had weeks left. After one week of Rough Greens, total, total, total noticeability. The change of shoes. Tried it, thinking there was no way we would ever notice. But I was wrong. Only reason he's alive. Your dog struggles with anything. Aches, pains, lethargy, you name it. Try Rough Greens. Dr. Dennis Black, naturopathic doctor, he finds this to be his most amazing thing that he's done. This is a guy who's lived a lot of lives. Try it now for free. Ruffgreens.com slash Chad. Get a free bag now. You cover the cost of shipping. Ruffgreens.com slash Chad. Ruffgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Vincent Show. I usually don't get into politics. As an ordinary suburban housewife, I feel a little disrespected. I teach my children not to name cards. You are a blabberman! A blabberman! Come on, man! Um, guys, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? Chad Benson. This support group is for people who are so woke that they are finding it impossible to have any fun at all. It's that time of the week where we break it down for you and get you woke. Okay, everyone, welcome. Are you ready? Well, I try, but I find it deeply problematic. Now, I've actually always wanted to try a cheeky little taste of acting better than someone due to something arbitrary. You can try the patronizing special. I think fine, it's pronounced patronizing. It's time for Woke Wednesday. Yeah, I wanted to get into some Leah Thomas stuff. We'll probably do that a bit tomorrow because uh, I got a couple good articles I'm cruising through. But it's time to get a little woke. You know, identifying as certain things is always a good stuff. Understanding we're just talking about my little brother, Spencer, in a wheelchair, nonverbal. They asked him, what do you identify as? And uh, quietly, he said nothing because he doesn't talk. Ugh! On the 6th of March, we welcomed our beautiful twins into the world. A boy called Arlo and a girl called Emma. The first one they said was, this is a girl. And then the next one was, on, this is a boy. It was like, jackpot, you know, one of each. This is the perfect combination. Here. So now they're four years old and they identify as two boys. The first time that I realised Stormy wanted to identify as male was about roughly two and a half. Not really, he said, I want to be a boy. He said, I am a boy. Oh, well, then take his word at it. That's the insanity of which we're dealing with. I am a boy. Oh, well, let's start you on the hormones right now. I can't remember the exact moment it switched over, but there was that point where I thought, you know what, this isn't just, this isn't just a phase. This is not a little girl we're looking at here. It's a little boy. He started being unhappy with being dressed as a girl, so he started being unhappy with wearing dresses. Hair clips were a big no-no. Mm. Didn't like hair clips, didn't like the pigtails. He was genuinely upset at being dressed as a girl. I feel like a boy and I want to be a boy. Do they? How does that make you feel? Sad. Really? Well, 
Don't worry, we're going to do some really invasive stuff, uh, and you're going to be fine with it. Because eventually, you're not going to have anything to worry about, because we're going to get to the point where at two and a half, you're, you're of the right mind to make a decision. Absolutely. 100%. should celebrate that. Two and a half, man. Knowing what you want to do at two and a half is pretty awesome. Hi, I'm King, and this is B, the ex-host of our system. Or rather, this was B. B has made the decision to change Paint's name and pronouns. Pay is now going by Pastel and using Pay, Paint, Paint's, Paint's self pronouns. We do recognize that it is very difficult for a lot of people to use neo-pronouns in general, and especially themed neo-pronouns. Um, but don't worry, we are also struggling. <laughs> However, we are making an effort to make Paint comfortable, and we would really appreciate it if you do as well. Paint. Paint is now pastel. How does paint know what paint wants to be? The hell is wrong with you people? Just curious. I, it's nuts. It's nuts. We got to celebrate it or else. Case in point. Do we have to celebrate this? 23-year-old woman from Germany. Of course it's Germany, which is the Florida of Europe. Uh, she, her name is uh, Sarah Rodo. Uh, she is an objectophilia, or objectophilian, or objectophilia is what she suffers from. Uh, she is in love with a 737. Yeah, that's a toy plane. She calls it her boyfriend. Uh, she wants to marry a 737. Uh, the nickname of her plane is Dickie, oddly enough. <sighs> Ding! You're able to freely move about the psychiatric ward. Oh, Chad. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.